This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you, as always, can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so do enjoy them. freetalklive.com. want to, by the way, uh, welcome our newest affiliate, WFTL. News Talk 850 in Fort Lauderdale, um, Miami, West Palm Beach, and actually it's pretty much the entire southeast coast of Florida. <laughs> That's a big populated area. Now, it's WFTL, like Free Talk Live? Yeah, it's it's as though it was meant to be, right? I, I, I think that, that should have been our first station. Well, you know, hey, we'll take it when we can get it, and yeah. uh, it's 24,000 booming watts. I live watts. by that rule, actually. You live by what rule? I'll take it when I can get it. Okay. It's uh, 24,000 booming watts down in South Florida, so if you're listening on WFTL tonight, uh, welcome aboard. This is Free Talk Live, and I think you're going to discover that Free Talk Live is talk radio unlike anything you've ever encountered before. Right. You've never heard political beliefs like ours. We are not uh, Rush Limbaugh clones, nope. and we are not Air America. We're not Al Franken. Uh, it's it's going to be something a little different. And the, the key element to the show is you, if you want it to be. You can call in at 800-259-9231 and literally bring up whatever's on your mind. That's the point behind Free Talk Live. Otherwise, it's up to us what we talk about until you call in, in which case, let's talk guns, Mark. Let's talk them. It's a fairly popular topic down in Florida and I think around the country as well. I know the Florida Florida gun laws, you and I, actual for, uh, actually Florida natives, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, uh, born and raised in the Sarasota area, Sarasota-Bradenton. Yep. And uh, I know they they just changed the rules there in Florida to where you can actually defend your home now, right? Right. It was previously you couldn't um, you had to get get yourself cornered in your house and then you could defend yourself. Now um, with the Castle Doctrine, you can shoot somebody who's invading your home. In so you Florida. don't have to you don't have to retreat at all, basically. Correct. And why should you? It's your house. And I agree. the burglar didn't pay the rent. The burglar didn't pay the mortgage. As far as I'm concerned, if he's coming in the house to steal something needs to go. I agree. Less gun laws, good thing for freedom. Of course, we're big supporters of freedom on Free Talk Live. Uh, but Washington, D.C. Is, is in another place entirely when it comes to guns. In fact, uh, in a case, according to the Associated Press, that could shape firearms laws nationwide, attorneys for the District of Columbia argued th- uh, t- Thursday that the Second Amendment right to bear arms applies not only, excuse me, applies only to militias, not individuals. The city defended as constitutional its long-standing ban on handguns, a law that some gun opponents have advocated elsewhere. Civil liberties groups and pro-gun organizations say the ban is unconstitutional, and I would agree. Yeah. At issue in the case before the federal appeals court is whether the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms applies to all people or only to a well-regulated militia. The Bush administration has endorsed individual gun ownership rights, but the Supreme Court has never settled the issue. If the dispute makes it to the high court, it will be the first case in nearly 70 years to address the amendment's scope. The court uh, disappointed gun owners groups in 2003 when it refused to take up a challenge to California's ban on assault weapons. Now, in D.C., in in the case that we're talking about, a lower court judge told six city residents in 2004 they did not have a constitutional right to own handguns. The plaintiffs included residents of high crime neighborhoods who, you know, they wanted to have guns, so they felt protected. Right. Can you imagine having a gun to protect yourself with? It's ridiculous. Not in D.C. That's what the police are for, my friend. Oh, please. Right. You know what the police are there for? God bless them. Cleanup crew. That's exactly what they are. 
they're there to make sure the body gets tagged properly. Pretty much. Now, the cops would say that having uh, cruisers on the streets is a deterrent to crime. Sure and- it is. I, I wouldn't say that it isn't, but uh, would any cop tell you <laughs> that, um, you know, that, that he can defend you better than your own handgun? I can't imagine that one of them would. No. I, it, it, you know, they, they walk around with guns on their hips. They know um, what it's like to have, a, have one with them and what kind of deterrent it is to crime. As far as I'm concerned... And anybody that's called 911 knows how long it can take them to arrive. You know... I think that the best the best reason for um, arming yourself happened with Katrina last year. When the hurricane went through New Orleans, the only thing that was essentially left were the cops and the robbers. And some of the cops were robbers. Um, so what you had was total anarchy. These people no, no, running no, no, chaos. No, no, no. You had chaos. Whatever. Uh, There's people, a difference. You know, these, these people running around, shooting their guns off, you know, having a high old time. Very few citizens left. And that, to me, that proves that it's not the cops that keep the crooks at bay. Mm-hmm. It's the possibility that I have a gun in my house that keeps the crooks at it bay. It totally is. I mean, if you just look at the statistics between states like New Hampshire... It's where, not a possibility, by the way, just to be clear. I absolutely do have a gun in my house. Right. Uh, yeah, as do I. Um, and if you look at the statistics between states like New Hampshire, Vermont, Alaska, these states where there are very, very few gun regulations... I mean, in New Hampshire, for instance, you can openly carry a gun on your belt if you want to. You can't do that in a lot of other states. No, you can't do that in Florida. Yeah, you look at the, you just look, just yeah, compare not, the statistics. It's not a great fashion accessory, and most people don't do it, but I don't see any reason why you shouldn't be able to carry I mean, when, when well, I read the Second Amendment, here's what it says to me. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the peoples to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, the people um, is something entirely different than the militia. As far as I'm concerned, the, the right to, their right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, now, the people isn't really that much different from the militia because militias are essentially groups, voluntary associations, mm-hmm. groups of individuals who are banding together for the common purpose of defending their home areas, right. for instance. A, you know, a militia by the definition, you know, of the times of what, 1789 or whenever they wrote this uh, this out, that was a group of guys voluntary to get, they didn't get money for being in the militia. Right. We're not talking about the regular army here. They brought their own guns. Now we have, um, you know, the, the ready reserves and uh, the Army National Guard and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. And supposedly the National Guard supposed to stand in the, in place of the militia. But those guys are getting paychecks. And to me, that's not the same. To me, a militia is a group of men voluntarily bound together with, um, you know, with their own arms. Well, back to the case. Courts have upheld bans on automatic weapons and sawed-off shotguns. But this case is unusual because it involves a prohibition on all pistols. Voters passed a similar ban in San Francisco last year, and we reported on that, but a judge ruled that it violated California state law. Now, the Washington, D.C. case is not clouded by state law, considering there is no state for Washington, D.C. It's its own little place. Right. They can't even, can they even vote on the president? I don't know about that. The Washington so. case is not clouded by state law and hinges directly on the Constitution. Now, the district solicitor general says, quote, we interpret the Second Amendment in military terms. He told the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit that the city would also have the authority 
to ban all weapons. Quote, show me anybody in the 19th century who interprets the Second Amendment the way you do, said one of the judges. It doesn't appear till much later, the middle of the 20th century. Of the three judges, Mr. Silberman was the most critical of Kim's argument and noted that despite the law, handguns were common in the district. Silberman and another judge seemed to wrestle, however, with the meaning of the amendment's language about militias. If a well-regulated uh, well militia is no longer needed, then, they asked, is the right to bear arms still necessary? Holy crap. Can you believe these judges are even asking these questions? <laughs> Hello? The reason the Second Amendment exists is to prevent governments from uh, the American governments, the local and state governments, from overreaching their boundaries. Well, you forget, what they forget is that, um, you know, at the time, we had just gone through a revolution. We had just finally kicked our overlords out of the country. 1776 might have, might have been when we claimed our independence, but it took years, uh, like a decade, to finally finish getting the British out. Um, to me, that's really sad. Uh, the Second Amendment, as far as I'm concerned is the last stop for all the rest of the amendments. You don't have a right to free speech if the government says you um, have a, don't have a right to free speech unless you've got a right to bear arms. Right. It's the only thing that's going to enforce your rights. Right. If the government decides you don't have a, a right to free speech anymore and brings military troops into the streets to enforce the fact that you don't have free speech anymore, if you don't have guns to defend against that encroaching, that encroaching power of that government, then you're screwed. Yep. you got nothing. And uh, according to an attorney for the plaintiffs, that's quite a task for any court to decide that a right is no longer necessary. If we decide that it's no longer necessary, can we then erase any part of the Constitution? Well, this guy hasn't really been paying too much attention. They've been whittling, <laughs> they've been whittling away at the Constitution for years, and this is just the next step. And of course, we'll let you know what happens here. But the ultimate question is, how do you feel about it? What, how do you define a militia, since that's where the crux of the issue is for this case? And also... What if they want to take your guns? We'll talk about that coming up. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, Saturday edition. We're here in the studio live. Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. A couple questions on my mind. I'd like to hear from you on this. We're talking about gun rights, uh, a case in Washington, D.C. in regards to who can and can't possess guns in America. For some reason, this is still up in the air. This is still a question for courts to answer. So the question for you is, what is a militia? What does a militia mean to you? Because that's where this court, uh, that's one of the points that this court is looking at. Also, if the government decided, if you're a gun owner, and the government decided that they were going to confiscate your guns, what would you do? 800-259-9231. Also, you can join Free Talk Live online at freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of the show, and those of you tuning in on WFTL in uh, southeast Florida, this is your first time listening to Free Talk Live, most likely, so you've missed quite a few moments, in which case we have an entire year's worth of archives right there on the front page of the website for your listening convenience. It's not like those other radio talk show host websites. Right. They want to charge you for their sure, archives. You've got to pay five, four, five, six, seven dollars a month in order to get their archives. On freetalklive.com, it's all for free. You just go there, get them, grab them up, and enjoy. And register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February 23rd through the 25th. Meet libertarian superstars like John Stossel, Michael Badnarik, and many more. The most influential libertarians in America will be there. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. So the case is in, uh, it's not the Supreme Court level quite yet, but uh, it's, it may get there. 
Um, as of right now, they're looking, I believe it's a district uh, court. Circuit Court of Appeals? Circuit, uh, I'm not sure. If it's Some national, it's Circuit Court. Well, it's the District of Columbia. Is that considered national? I guess it is. I don't know. That's, it's uh, a weird place. Yeah, that the things are different there, and I don't know precisely how it works. Well, the question on the table is, does the Second Amendment, does the right, uh, uh, right to bear arms apply to individuals or to a well-regulated militia? And, of course... It is my supposition, um, my position, that militias are groups of individuals who band together for a common purpose of defending mm-hmm. a particular plot of land. You know, I've met plenty of people that feel like the only reason the only reason you should have a gun is if you're in the cops, you know, you're part of the cops or part of the military. Well, that's crazy talk. Yeah. But if you feel that way, I would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. But, uh, so, again, the case depends on what is a militia. If the, if the government comes back and says, well, guns are only for militias and militias, then will they define what a militia is if guns are only for militias? I suspect these judges won't. I, I suspect not as well, but that could just mean another court case coming down the line, because then people might start forming more militias. Mm-hmm. Like in uh, D.C., you might have people forming militias, which then, of course, the police are going to say, hey, these are gangs. Yeah. These are gangs. Really, what is the difference between a militia and a gang? That's an excellent question. I... You, could, you could make the argument that the difference would be militias are for defensive purposes. Gangs um, might be offensive sort of criminal groups. They may very well. Um, th- th- that, would be, that would be what the... Uh, in, uh, the idea behind them would be, but I don't think that in practical application that you're really talking about much difference when you look at them. And, you know, in most cases, here's an armed group of men. Mm-hmm. There's an armed group of men. What's that the difference? That could be trouble. Now, if the one armed group of men is out doing drive-bys or whatever, clearly that would be the gang. But, um, you know, I don't know. It seems this, like- is, this is a very, very scary case, and the direction it could lead this country down, even more frightening. Now, there are some states which... It's probably not going to be much of an issue with, you know, Florida, Texas, New Hampshire, some of the states with more robust gun rights or gun gun provisions, I suppose, in law. But in other places, if the judges say, yeah, the guns are only for militias, then you can better believe places like California, New York, and of course, D.C., Chicago, Illinois, the whole state of Illinois, they're going to start banning even more weapons. The big metro centers. And people are going to go along with it. Now, the funny thing is, the conservatives, for the longest time, have been, and I think rightfully so, making the point that, well, gun registration is only, you know, Hitler had gun registration. And uh, if you register your guns, then the, uh, then the state is going to know where they are when they want to come confiscate them. And I think they've just sort of been saying that as they dutifully follow the law and go and register their weapons and go and get the concealed weapons permit, which is essentially them telling the government, here I am. I've got my guns. I'm a friendly neighborhood gun owner. Here I am. I'm in your database now. And so if this court case goes through to where individuals are struck down from having the right to own firearms in this country, <laughs> it's it's still mind-boggling to me that this yeah. is even possible. Well, if it happens that way. The way things are going, though, it has to happen at some point. They're going to try to take our guns away yeah. at some point. Currently, they've said, you know, you can't, I would, I would imagine most places, you can't have a howitzer in your front yard. There's certainly um, laws against people owning tanks and, air, um, you know, There's fighter jets. There's laws against and, assault weapons. Right, and, and what I'm saying is it gets down to assault mm-hmm. weapons, which is essentially a style of rifle. Yeah. Well, now we're talking about handguns. That's right. the issue here. Right, and what I'm just, I'm just saying right. that at some point or another, it's going to be illegal to have a gun, period. Now, I don't know how they're going to get rid of all the shotguns in America, because there's a lot of them. Well, how are they going to do it? They're going to go house to house. 
They're going to start with the gun owners. And that's the that's my next question for you at 800-259-9231. If you are a gun owner who has if you aren't registered, if you aren't a, a concealed weapons carrying permit person, then they probably won't come after you because they don't know you've got guns. But if you do have a concealed weapons permit and a new law is passed in the state that you live in, and don't just don't just sit there and tell yourself, "Oh, they'll never do that here in Florida. Oh, they'll never do that here in fill in the blank." Don't just sit there and say that to yourself, because it could happen. I bet the residents of New Orleans said to themselves, oh, they would never do that here. No, they wouldn't come house to house trying to take our weapons away, but in fact, they They did. did. As a matter of fact, they did it with the National Guard. Mm -hmm. What? The United States military was walking on United States land, confiscating the guns from its citizens? You're damn right they were. Yep, and we saw video footage of it. This is not an allegation. This is for real. And what was the excuse they used? Well, it's, oh, an, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. There's when do I need sh- my gun? There's people shooting at the police. But so what? Well, they might be shooting at that me. I need you. my gun. Could have been you shooting at the police. We've got to take your guns away, buddy. See, that's, that's how it is. I'm tried and convicted by the military on United States soil. That, my friends, is not the nation our founding fathers put together. It's not the nation that men fought and died for. So the question becomes... If your state decides, maybe it's just in a state of emergency, or maybe they just pass a law like Washington, D.C. has done that bans handguns, maybe your state will be next. If they say, okay, everybody come on down, we've got the gun turn-in points here, your local police stations, you come on down, no questions asked, you know how I always do that, no questions asked, just come on down, turn in your guns. Are you going to come down and turn in your guns? They recently did one, I think it was in Los Angeles, it was out west somewhere, It Mm -hmm. it could have been anywhere. And uh, I was listening on the news and just happened to be happened to be listening. And, and they say that they basically got everything from, you know, Saturday night specials, which are probably one or two shot 22 shorts and um, to, you know, big time handguns. Can you imagine somebody turning in and this was for fifty dollars for fifty stinking dollars, a real nice handgun? Desert Eagle, some big uh, a- no, no, I can't. APC. I are hundreds of dollars. Yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Go to the pawn shop and sell it. <laughs> So the what, very worst. So if your state decided to ban handguns, would you go and turn yours in? And if you wouldn't, what would you do when the police came knocking at your door demanding that you give over your firearms? What would you do? I really want to know. 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line for you to take control of the airwaves. If you want to talk about something different, you can. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one. But honestly, gun owners, guns are banned in your state. Future hypothetical situation that could very well happen. What do you do? It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show, Saturday edition. We're here live, being here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 1-800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Over 900 pages created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Head over there and check it out, wiki.freetalklive.com. Do you have a child in your life? 
be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy for Christmas. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, and real estate investment. It's a great stocking stuffer and will be shipped to you by Christmas. Check out A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. We're talking about a case in Washington, D.C. I believe it's uh, hit the Court of Appeals. And the question is, uh, the question in front of the court is about the Second Amendment to the Constitution. They are going to determine whether or not it applies to individuals or militias. Now, it is my belief that militias are a loosely organized group of individuals who get together for the purpose of defending a specific plot of land, a specific area. Of course, the dictionary sort of agrees and disagrees. The first three definitions are a body of citizens enrolled for military service and called out periodically for drill, but serving full-time only in emergencies. A body of citizen soldiers as distinguished from professional soldiers. All able-bodied males considered by law eligible for military service. And then finally, a body of citizens organized in a paramilitary group and typically regarding themselves as defenders of individual rights against the presumed interference of the federal government. Now, I presume that the courts, if they're making the decision on this, are going to stick with one, two, or three as far as the definitions of militia. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say that it's a some sort of a state-sponsored organization, even though there is no such group. I mean, there's no state-sponsored militia anywhere here right. in the, uh, they in could the call, United States. I suppose States. they could call the... Uh, the National you know, Guard? Yeah, the Florida National Guard or the militia, Maybe. Uh, Michigan National That's Guard. That's what they're going to try to do. If this court rules in uh, favor of the government, because uh, the government is pushing to eliminate the individual right to bear arms in America. That's what's happening here. And my question for you is, what is a militia? And also, if you're a gun owner and they come for your guns, which they did after Katrina in New Orleans, and they could very well do, your state could just decide to outlaw Individual uh, ownership of firearms, if they come to collect your guns, what are you going to do? 800-259-9231 as we go to the phones to Charlie in New Hampshire listening on WNTK. Hello, Charlie. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Hey. what's on your mind? Well, first off, you've done a fine job of filling the airwaves with speculation, but not much in the way of fact. And I hoped I could uh, assist you in that regard. Okay, great. What do you got? You were talking about uh, individual rights and militias. Mm -hmm. First off, back in 1982, the U.S. Senate Committee on the Judiciary commissioned a study of the history of the Second Amendment and firearms rights generally, and they found beyond any doubt that it is and always has been an individual right and that a collective right is an oxymoron that is in no way supported by the language of the Constitution. Well, I agree well, with you. I would, also I would agree like with to you point too. Out that while John Ashcraft was uh, the Attorney General, he had the Justice Department redo that study and delve into it even deeper and came to the same conclusion. And that is now the official position of the United States government. And do you think that, um, they, you know, having come to the conclusion that the, it's the individual's right to bear arms, that they, um, then why haven't they repealed, A, the 20,000 gun laws that are um, in place now, and, and B, do you think that's going to stop them from uh, infringing further and further upon our gun rights? Some government agencies might. But that is the position of the Justice Department. Swell, then how, come, then how right, come the Justice Department like doesn't... Hold on just a second. Why doesn't the Justice Department run out in California and uh, do something about their assault ban, right? Uh, the, the assault because, rifle ban? 
because this is a republic composed of sovereign states with powers delegated to the federal government, the states maintaining sovereignty and all that isn't delegated. And that much is true, sure, but, but that right is delegated to me. That's mine, and the federal government should step in when the states um, infringe upon it, right? Sometimes they do. Well, and now in this case, Charlie, what we're talking about is you're, you're saying all of this, and, and it all may very well be true, what happened in 1982 and uh, John Ashcroft and all that, and we heard, I've heard the story about John Ashcroft uh, making that declaration, but it's not going to matter much when this appeals court comes back and says, oh, what, gun rights? Those aren't for individuals. Struck it down. And then it goes to the Supreme Court, and what if the Supreme Court says, you know what, that appeals court's correct. That appeals court is absolutely right, and we're striking down uh, gun rights for individuals. Then what's going to happen? That is anyone's guess. Well, that's what we're talking about here, because it could happen. These judges are ambivalent about it. The judges aren't sure. They're asking the question, if a well-regulated militia is no longer needed, they say, then is the right to bear arms still necessary? Can you believe that the judges are even asking these questions? That they're not just laughing these people out of the courtroom? It shows the ignorance of the of the Constitution on the part of the judges, to be sure. What? Uh, so the question remains. Now, I don't think this is going to happen in New Hampshire, where you live. But if it did, if they decided that uh, individual rights no longer apply and they were going to confiscate people's weapons, what would your response be? I really don't know. Very good. I think that uh, some people might get a little violent, and I think it would be rightly so. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Elwood, calling from WFTL land. Hello, Elwood. Hi, how you doing? Hey, great. Uh, I, agree, I agree with you that the uh, the militia party is just a group of citizens. That's all the communities had at the time. And I agree that the, uh, the guns guarantee of gun ownership was to protect us from the government. Absolutely. Not necessarily from outsiders. Um, Both, really. Are you really. aware of what's happened to the crime rate in Great Britain since they have outlawed all guns? Skyrocketing. Home invasions are actually happening uh, in the middle of the day when people are, are home, or at, or at night when people are home, instead of uh, the criminals waiting for people to leave their houses. They don't care anymore because they know people don't have guns. Absolutely. Another thing, the uh, it is legal in this country to own an automatic weapon, a machine gun. Yes. And all you have to do is get a federal stamp. You have to go through a background check. And yeah, yeah, jump through a bunch of hoops like a slave, which essentially... But, that, um, but, that, but there has only been one crime committed with an automatic weapon. Which one's that? Since that law was passed. There was an ex-law enforcement officer that had a uh, machine gun, and he did commit one crime. That's the only one. Wasn't there a bank robbery in, out in California with some people with machine guns uh, within the last they, 10 they years? They didn't have machine guns. They were semi-automatic. Huh. Okay. They were semi. And uh, but they were very powerful weapons. So you, you think know, you uh, think Justice that the, you, do you think that the the federal mandate on machine guns has been successful then because there's been so few crimes committed that that's what they should do? I don't think it matters. Now, now, when I say there's only been one crime committed, that's with a from a person that owned a stamp. 
there are there are machine guns out there now that are privately owned that are owned by criminals and well, they do use obvious that seems obvious i mean you know if you're sure. gonna, if you're going to go oh, in I and see. say oh federal government please give me a stamp here's 500 dollars yeah. so that you can <laughs> approve my gun bucks. obviously those people are going to be very unlikely to commit crimes whereas the guy yeah. that says you know flip off I've got my automatic weapon, and I don't want your stinking stamp. Now, that guy's you know, a little uh, more likely to commit a crime. O'Connor and another, I believe it was Kennedy, last year stated in a couple of their decisions that they looked to international law and to the laws of other countries Ech. in making their decisions. And then last week, Justice Breyer said that as far as uh, civil rights for minorities are concerned, that it's important that the justices look beyond the Constitution. Yeah, this is to typical. To answer your last question, I would not give my guns up. What happens when they uh, when they come to your house to collect? Well, I lost them. You lost? You I lost, lost them. them. What if oh, they want to right. what what come search? in and look around? Make sure you don't have I, any I pot or have, uh, illegal aliens. Secure, I would have to secure them. You know, it's a funny thing. I've got a neighbor. He is so much against guns. And I said, you are the most selfish son of a gun I have ever seen. I am defending you Yep. virtually by the fact that I have guns, other neighbors have guns, That's and true. the bad guys don't know which of us have them. You're right. And, uh, Elwood, thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, 800-259-9231. Ask your neighbor next time you get a chance to talk to him. Would he put a, a sign in his front yard that says, I don't have guns in the house? More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free. And if you like what we're doing here on Free Talk Live, you want to help support the show, then you should vote for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com to cast your vote for the show. It'll take you less than a minute. All you need is your email address. It will not be spammed. It will not be sold. Uh, head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Now, the reason we're asking you to vote for the show is because your votes help propel us into the top ten podcasts of the world. Now, we're a radio show first and foremost, but after the show's over, I edit up the uh, the archives, put them online, and we put it up in podcast form. It's downloadable to anybody around the world. And because of you who have voted so far this month, we are ranked, or last time I looked, we were ranked as the number three podcast in the world. That's out of over 25,000 different podcasts right so that's why we're asking if we're number one that just means more people coming across free talk live and thereby learning about freedom and the message of liberty and if that's important to you you should really head over to vote.freetalklive.com you know it's invaluable for us to be uh, number one on that list and uh, i would really urge you to do that please as we go back to the phones back to the fun talking about uh, guns gun rights individuals can should individuals continue to be able to bear arms in the united states mark and i we think so but the uh, judges in the district court of uh, of uh, district columbia district of columbia might be deciding otherwise in which case what are you going to do if your state decides, like Washington, D.C. has already done, and like San Francisco tried last year, to ban handguns? What if they come to your house as a gun owner? And I don't try think that's to take ever going to happen in New Hampshire. Probably not. I mean, but, unless the feds try to do it, but I, it just seems really unlikely. There are, but the fact is, this is a, na- a national radio show. We just happen to live in New Hampshire. So this is a very real possibility for people all over America. Absolutely. In San Francisco, I don't think you can have them at all. 
So as we go back to the phones, back to the fun, think about what you would do if your loving government came to take your guns away. At 800-259-9231, let's talk to George in uh, West Palm Beach, listening on WFTL. Hello, George. Hello there. How are you? Great. What's on your mind? You guys are funny. I don't believe you guys. What do you? What part don't you? A regulated militia is the national guard of each state. If the state doesn't have a national guard, then you have a right to bear an arm. Well, you do you... not have a right to bear arms uh, where there's a national guard. You have a privilege of bearing arms. Really? Now, now just out of on. curiosity, judges, do you think that the judges king? Judges interpret the law. They don't make the law. Whatever the. Whatever the country or the state or the federal government makes laws, the judges interpret the law. I, that, that's what I was taught in, in, in. That's what I was taught in government school too. Now, um, now my question is to you: Do you think that uh, at the time of you know when England was uh, in place that they could say they, they should should have been able to say it to the has citizenry? Nothing to do with England. This is having only to. That's do why with we wrote our constitution, about. sir, because I mean, we had just seceded from England. Well, our Constitution is made up from our, our uh, founding fathers, not England's. Thank you. Absolutely. Our founding uh, fathers didn't you. trust England. Thank our you, founding fathers didn't trust government. Clearly, you trust it a lot. Because Bush made it a law at the time so that they could dictate what was going on in New Orleans. That's the only reason. So that's, you support, a good, that's a good thing? You I'm, support gun confiscation in New Orleans? No, it's not a good thing. You guys are Republicans. So no, we're not. A, no, no way. We are not Republicans, sir. Not at all. Not Democrats Randy either. Can, you sound like conservatives. No, no, no. See, conservatives like the gun laws that are on the books. Thank you. Bye. Oh, see, see you later, coward. Uh, conservatives like the gun laws that are on the books. The conservatives, like organizations like the NRA, they're out there cheering on. Who got to enforce these laws. There's gun laws on the books. We don't need more laws. That's what the NRA, essentially, their position is, oh, no, we don't need more laws. We've got 20,000 laws on the books. We need to enforce them. Now, we want to abolish all 20,000 of those laws. Uh, we want I am deeply offended. Freedom. I'm a conservative. Listen to this. I want to see pot legal. I want to see prostitution legal, and I want you to be able to gamble on football games right out in front of the, in the middle of the open. Do I sound like a freaking conservative to you? No. I want the government out of my life, and that's clearly what that guy wants. He wants that's big he government, wants. and he's he a wants, little coward yeah. has to run away as soon as we start making points. He said, and I really wanted to get him to address this, so if you are a little more brave than George, uh, yeah. 800-259... And you think that a militia should be paid by the United States government. 800-259-9231. Well, the other side of his point was that, well, because uh, there is a National Guard, you don't have the right to bear arms, which is essentially what the District of Columbia's position is. Right. Uh, you don't have the right to bear arms. It's a privilege, which means that as a privilege, it's something that's granted by somebody in a position of authority, your ruler, so to speak. Right. So if you don't have a right to bear arms and you have a privilege to bear arms, that means you have to ask permission from your rulers as to whether or not you can or can't bear arms. If you have to ask permission to bear arms, that makes you, uh, well, a little bit of a slave, doesn't it? Am sure. I, am I right about that? You either have the right to bear the arms or you don't. And why should the government give you the privilege to bear arms? Why should they? What's the one good reason they should do it? Because they're they're generous? And they who feel are like they it? anyway? What happens when they don't feel like it anymore? Because I haven't really noticed bureaucrats to feel very generous most no. of the time. Certainly not. Maybe That's George not my was a experience. bureaucrat. I have a feeling he worked for the government. 800-259-9231. So if it's a privilege, then you don't have a right. 
and you are partially a slave. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the idea of being a slave. Now, if you'd go back to the pesky Declaration of Independence and you you know, you look at the the words that the founding fathers actually wrote, it does say something to the effect of uh, the government is created, uh, the powers are given over by the consent of the governed. The idea being that government didn't come first. Right. People came first and they formed this silly thing called a government. And then they, then the government went and made all these rules and is attempting now to pretend as though it is in charge of the people who originally formed it. Eh, it doesn't work that way, and that's one of the reasons why the Second Amendment was included in the Bill of Rights. So when the government inevitably, and the, they knew it was going to happen, that's why they put it in there, when the government attempts to overstep its boundaries, when it attempts to violate the Constitution, then you have guns with which you can point at the government and say, hmm, step back. Let's continue with the calls here. Let's go to New Hampshire. Michael, listening on WNTK. Hello. Hello. Hey. What's on your mind? I uh, just wanted to say that uh, the last caller had it kind of wrong. Uh, militia is actually defined in the U.S. Code. Uh, states that uh, militia is composed of all able-bodied men between the ages of 18 and I believe it's 45. Mm-hmm. And, and what is, are there any more? Uh, I guess uh, I guess uh, attributions to the militia. Does it say more? Like as far as can you be ordered out to serve as part of the militia? Can you be forced into service as part of the militia? Because I don't necessarily rely on uh, state code for uh, definitions, because those are just words written by lawyers. Well, the courts would. Uh, I know the courts take would take that into consideration, but. Uh... So you're essentially saying that the, uh, the the militia is anybody who's a man in the uh, the given state that they live in. Yes. I, I, the reason I asked well, you the other what... question was because I've also heard that in some states it actually says that the governor may order the militia out uh, if he so uh, deems it fit. Have you heard about that? Actually, there were two different designations of the militia, organized militia and unorganized. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unorganized militia would be just the general pop- population. The organized militia was more towards the National Guard that actually got together and trained. So my question then for you is, if you're a gun owner, what do you do when the government says they're going to come take your guns? I wouldn't want to give them up. Would you shoot them? Uh, actually, I don't know what I'd do. I know, it's a tough question. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. You know, Let's it, talk. Makes, it makes the people that uh, have you know an AK-47 and 5,000 rounds uh, buried in the backyard with uh, you know 50 solid gold Krugerrands, it makes them look not quite so crazy when, By the you, way, look, ladies, when we look at situations like Ladies, this. come first here on Free Talk Live. Let's talk to Phyllis in uh, the state of Washington, not the D.C. Washington, but the state of, listening on KUSA. Hello, Phyllis. You're on Free Talk Live. Thank you very much. I... Uh... I've had, uh, used firearms ever since I was a young girl. Uh, my father made sure I knew how to use several kinds of weapons. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine that I would ever give them up. I wouldn't. And if we have a government that even even hints that they think they would do that, um, we better start doing some serious, serious rebelling. Well, you know, I'd say that our government has hinted. Um, I'd say that what happened uh, last year at Katrina was definitely a hint. That they says did it. They did it. I mean, they were disarming citizens um, right there. Now it was an emergency, but I say I would I would say to you, when do I need my weapon? In I don't need it when everything's cool and everything's fine. I need it in an emergency. And well, just so when they, they came they to take. Never, they should never do that. Well, is that no, because of the looting? 
Uh, whatever the excuse was, the excuse the cops used was, oh, people are shooting at us. Uh, and so they used that excuse to go around and take people's firearms. And the sad part was, Phyllis, that people were giving up their firearms. There was only one guy, and luckily the video cameras were out in front of his house at the time this happened, who refused. He happened to be a lawyer, and he said, you come in here over my dead body and take my firearms. If more people had the courage to do that, then I think that these firearms confiscations would stop dead in their tracks. Phyllis, thank you for the call. Oh, we'll, we appreciate we'll talk it. it up Thank you. 800-259-9231. If you're on hold, we'll keep you over to hour number two, so stick around. More Free Talk Live on the way. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And as always, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features there, because they're completely free, unlike those other radio talk show hosts who want to charge you for access to their website. We do it for free. FreeTalkLive.com. Continuing a topic from last hour, because the phone's just blowing up about it, and as they should, it has to do with your freedom to bear arms. According to the Second Amendment, you know, that pesky Bill of Rights that the government seems to hate so much. According to the Second Amendment, well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You know, that sounds pretty darn clear to me. It, I'm not a scholar or anything like that, but I can read plain English, and that's pretty darn plain, Mark. It it sounds like it to me, I you know, that the people's right to bear arms should not be infringed, but it has been. The right's been infringed. Oh, it continues to thoroughly. be infringed. Uh, in fact, you uh, don't have a right to bear arms if you have to ask permission to do so. In many cases, you don't have the right to wear a gun on your hip. We happen to have that freedom uh, still here in New Hampshire, but in most of the other states in the country... Can't do that. I would say uh, just about every state of the union, um, somebody who's been convicted of a felony is not able to, to bear arms. That's an outrage, because once I, you've served your time, you should be back in the population of, uh, of America just I like mean, anybody else. You know, if I have a felony, why shouldn't I be able to defend myself? If I've gotten, or your if family. I've, if I've done my time, whether that's uh, prison or probation or whatever it was that I was supposed to do, I need to be able to protect my family. I shouldn't be able to own a gun. Who could disagree with that? 1-800-259-9231. So there's those. Plus, if you just want to have a gun maybe uh, underneath your shirt, a concealed weapon, in most every state in the country, you have to go and beg for permission from uh, from the government. Now, in some states, like uh, again, like New Hampshire, you just go and ask, and they shall issue it to you, which means they pretty much have to give it out to you. But still, nonetheless, it's an insult that you have to go and bow down before some so-called authority and ask for permission to exercise what's supposed to be a right. But now, if the court, uh, the appeals court in Washington D.C. has its way, if the uh, government has its way. They will get this judge, these judges on this appeals court to say there is no more individual right to bear arms in this country. This is in, it's in court right now. You don't believe me? Check the AP. We talked about it last hour. We're going to the phones because I want to know what would you do if you're a gun owner? What would you do if the government came to confiscate your firearms? And I think we had a call last hour from a gentleman uh, who was kind of stunned. He, he didn't really have an answer. He, he, didn't know what he would do. He was a gun owner, and he didn't want to give up his guns, but 
envisioning the uh, scenario of having government uh, enforcers, the police, or in the case of uh, New Orleans, the National Guard, coming to his house to take his guns is a vision he'd never even considered before. And who can blame him? He was under the impression that this is the land of the free. He was under the impression that things like this couldn't happen in America, but they can. You know, I would I would venture to say that the people that had their guns confiscated in New Orleans um, during the Katrina disaster, mm-hmm. I would think that if they had a chance to think about it, if you know, there was a little warning, citizens of New Orleans, tomorrow morning at 12, we will be coming, or 11, mm. we'll be coming around and picking up your guns. If, you, if they gave them, you know, six, eight, ten hours to think about it. They'd, they'd hit them. Hey, I'm not sure whether I want to give up my guns. I don't you think know, they had that warning. You no. have to think about this because it's happened already here in America. And it can happen again. It can. I, I, it's going to happen again. It probably will. So you better start thinking about what your plan of action is going to be. Want to know about it, though? 800-259-9231. Of course, if you're a gun controller, you're always welcome to call in if you support the government confiscating firearms. 1-800-259-9231. As we go to the phones, some gentlemen have uh, been waiting very patiently. Ed in Fort Lauderdale listening on WFTL. Hello, Ed. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, I absolutely would not give up my gun. I served in the uh, United States Army. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I have... Uh, you were talking before. But, Ed, you, oh, no, 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 no. Ed, if they pass a law that says you have to give up your firearms, you become a criminal. Well, then, no, this government would become an endangered species, because if they do that, uh, we would get together and we would get rid of this government. The, you know, this, this government, it, governing people is an illusion, and we, it's an illusion that we allow. All, you've, all a person's got to do is look to Iraq, and, and you can see how fragile any democracy really truly is. If we, we elect these people... And if they do something that that truly outrages enough of us, we can get rid of this government. We can turn it over, and we can get rid of them. The police are our brothers and sisters. The military are people that live with us. They're our sons, our daughters, our brothers, sisters. Yes, and and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to address that point. We had a show a few weeks ago, and I know we're brand new there on WFTL, but keep listening. We're going to be on every Saturday night there. Um, But we had a show a couple weeks ago where a number of police officers called in And we presented this situation to them, this New Orleans uh, gun confiscation situation, which actually happened at the hands of the National Guardsmen. We saw the video footage of them confiscating people's weapons. And we asked the police officers, or at least one of them we got a straight answer out of, as to whether or not he supported gun rights and if he would, when ordered to by his COs, by his superiors, if he would confiscate firearms. He started out by sounding good and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, of course we support your gun rights. But in the event of an emergency, yes, I would follow those orders. So, you know, you can't uh, take solace in the fact that these are your friends and family members because, first and foremost, they're law enforcers, and they will follow the orders of their superiors. Well, I take solace in the fact that I have an AK-47 and a bunch of 9mm, and I have enough rounds where and I know how to actually use these weapons and I have a bunch of friends that can do the same exact thing and we're law abiding citizens and if anybody comes into our neighborhood they'll they'll see just exactly what a well regulated militia looks like. That is you know, after I, I live down here in South Florida and after the hurricanes we were without power for quite some time down here. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. The gun stores, they went crazy after that. As soon as the power came back up, people realized you need weapons. You need to be able to defend yourself. Absolutely. That Katrina, that Katrina uh, fiasco, the government isn't going to save you. The police aren't going to save you. 
when the criminals come knock on my door or kick my door in, well, they're going to have a rude awakening. Yeah. It's not going to happen where I live. And if you come knocking on my door and you're trying to take my weapons, I'm sorry. I pay my taxes. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I say, you know, I try and help my neighbors out. You come with that nonsense, we've got a real problem. Well said, Ed. We appreciate it. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. If only Moore had uh, his attitude. Yeah. Because they didn't have it in New Orleans. Because when they were going house to house, they gave them up. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Michael in Miami, listening on WFTL. Hello, Michael. Hello there. First hey. of all, I want to tell you that your program is great. It's, uh, it's a thinking man and woman's program. And Thank I you. Think that's what I enjoy the most. Um, I'd like to throw a theory out there that I've had for many years. It might be a little wacky. It might be on target, but I'm sure it'll bring up um, uh, some uh, food for thought. Okay, great. Um, I believe that uh, crime, criminal justice, is big business. The entire industry around, and I use the word industry in parentheses, the entire uh, industry around criminal justice is very big. Investigators, prosecutors, corrections, sure. funeral directors, police officers, yes, police officers. And therefore, I, I believe or I have a theory that this industry, it, it is not in their interest to have a well-armed, self-defending populace. Because like you said last hour, if the police officer or the law enforcement officer gets there only to clean up after a citizen has lawfully defended himself or herself, you know, that cuts down on a lot of job security. That cuts down on a lot of investigators, um, corrections. You know, I'm, uh, with you. I'm with you up to that point. I would agree there's a huge industry behind it, but I would think that that industry is more fueled by the drug war than by um, people having weapons or not. Because most crimes... Um, you know, our, most crimes are drug possession or, you know, possession-type crimes, distribution-type crimes, that kind of thing. And then that, that's about half of them. The other half are violent crimes committed in order to get um, drugs or because of drugs or turf wars because of drugs. I would say that uh, if they legalize drugs in their entirety, that you'd probably see an 85% drop. But what he's saying, though, Mark, is that because it's such an industry is one reason why the police continue to oppose legalization. The police, exactly. uh, the police chiefs associations, like in Nevada recently, where they wanted to uh, just legalize a little bit of marijuana, the police chiefs come out and oppose it every single time, even though it's the sensible thing to do and the right thing to do for humanity, the police oppose it. Because exactly, they're sir. profiting from it. They're benefiting exactly. from it. The only people that benefit from the war on drugs are the criminals selling the drugs and the police enforcing the laws. We all, all the rest of us, suffer. Michael, thanks for the call. Calls again sometime. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and it's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That is the Packet8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We're talking guns, but if that's not what you want to talk about, then, well, change it up. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, and that does include the live streams. There are two of them. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both of them await you for your listening convenience, totally free, freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project's first 1,000 pledge. Are you just going to talk about freedom, or are you going to start living it now? Learn how the first 1,000 pledge can make it happen today at freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Dot org. By the way, I'd like to invite uh, all of our listeners on uh, our newest affiliate, WFTL, down in southeast Florida, 
to tune in to hour number three via our live streams, because unfortunately you guys have to, due to contractual obligations and that sort of thing, uh, you're going to lose the feed at 9 o'clock and you're going to go to some kook crackpot guy that reads minds or hey, something like that. He, talks, he, to might, the, he, oh, no, he might, talks to the dead, that's what he does. He might really be able to talk to the dead. So if you what wanna, are you talking about? So Free Talk Live continues online, freetalklive.com. Of course, the rest of our affiliates, you know when you can listen. All right, we're going back to the phones, back to the fun, talking guns. Let's talk with... Steve in Washington, listening on KUSA. Hello, Steve. Hello. How are you doing today? Great. What's on your mind? Hey, I, I love your program. I'm right with you guys. And the question that you guys raised earlier about uh, you know, what was the militia and what was their intentions, I think Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution delineates it pretty good. Because you know, from what I read, and it says it, it, it lists the powers of, of, con- of, of the Congress, because obviously the Constitution was designed to only give them certain powers, not to give them all powers. That's correct. All of the other powers are delegated to the states or to the the individuals right. themselves. Right. In, in Section Eight, Article Article One, Section Eight, it says <clears throat> to raise and support armies, <clears throat> but no appropriation of money to that use shall be for longer than a term of two years. And it says in the next paragraph to provide and maintain a navy. Now, when I read that, that sounds to me. Like okay, so when when in the revolutionary days when when the when the state militias, the people, which are the militias, I believe, mm-hmm. I came together to defend the state. Then when the states created that union, that gave the government in time of a national emergency to defend the nation, and the the states had the choice of deciding whether or not they were actually going to commit their their state militia to defend the nation. Excellent point. In and, fact, and, uh, the reason for that, uh, as James Madison, the father of the Constitution, pointed out in many of his writings, was that they understood that standing armies were the tools of tyrants. They right, understood right. that if you have a standing army, as we do in America, that it, eventually they're going to be used for political purposes as they currently are. And that's right. why they said two years maximum, and then they get, to, and then it's dissolved. That's why it's supposed right, to be. Right. You know, back when exactly. people scra- scraped for a living and the uh, the the bureaucrats came around with their swords to collect taxes. I mean, they they considered an army to be an extremely expensive thing. Most uh, people in the Western world didn't like the idea of a standing army. It was a bad thing. Well, now that the government makes money out of thin air instead of gold, um, and they can just print it whenever they need it, which is essentially what they financed this war in Iraq with, just printed money. That's, well, they finance every war that's, with. That's why your house doubled in value in the last five yeah. years. It, you know, your house didn't go up in value. The money just cut in half. That's true. You know, uh, so, you know, people thought it was a really bad idea back then to have standing armies, and that's why, really, we're not supposed to have one now. Right. And uh, just to let you know, um, I am a corrections officer, and, you know, I agree with you guys. I mean, if, if, I wouldn't, if, if they ever called me as a corrections officer to, to help the police to confiscate weapons, I'd tell them no. Well, that's good. I'm not enough to go out to someone's home and you know expect to get shot in the head because someone's not going to give it up because they're going to be like I. I believe. certainly appreciate that. Since you are a corrections officer, are you working at uh, prison, state prison? No, at a county level. Okay. Um, are you? How many of the, the of the population in the is it? So it's a jail then, if it's county yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Of the population of the jail you work in, the uh, the prisoners that are there, how many? What percentage are there for nonviolent drug related crimes? For nonviolent. Actually, a good majority of them are wow. there for that. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, and we did some, our director did some studies on this, and I'm trying to remember several years ago the figures. You're talking like 30, 40 percent. Oh. I'm just, just 
off the top of my head. That's just the biggest. It so it's the biggest percentage higher. then of all of the uh, categories of criminals, so-called. That's the biggest percentage at your jail. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Now, would you like to see that come to an end? Would you like to see it uh, where it's just the bad guys coming in there, just the, the killers, the rapists, the violent people, the vandals, those people? I mean, how do you feel about ending the war on drugs as a corrections officer? As a corrections officer? Well, I, I think, uh, first of all, I think you ought to legalize marijuana. And, and let's call it what it really is, hemp. You know, okay. I, I, think, I think that whole, the whole thing with, with the drugs, if they, drop the, if they legalize drugs, drop out the bottom of it, you know, you wouldn't have all these gangs be making all this big money off of you. wouldn't have organized crime making big profits off of you. You're absolutely right. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to, uh, to turn you on to an excellent organization. Have you heard of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition? No, I haven't. I, uh, do, do you have Internet access? Yes, I do. Okay, when you get a chance, head over to leap.cc, L-E-A-P, like Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, leap.cc. And that is their website. It's an excellent group of former and current law enforcement officers who have come out against prohibition, have come out against the war on drugs, and they could use your support. And I really appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Love those guys at Leap. They're great. Mm-hmm. Um, 1-800-259-9231. The packet 8 toll-free lines to Terry in West Palm Beach listening on WFTL. Hello, Terry. You're on Free Talk Live. Oh, hello. Hi. Yeah, I just... Uh back you up on that Second Amendment stuff, uh, have you familiar, are you familiar with the 14th Amendment? Uh, you know what? Uh, vaguely. I know the 13th well, was the pro- prohibition on slavery. What was the 14th? Well, in the middle of it, it says, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. So that kind of backs up your argument about all oh, the people maybe in California may be taking away arms. Well, it's they're also violating the 14th Amendment. Indeed, but it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, the, 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 the amendments have been violated all over the place. The federal government is violating the Fourth Amendment and uh, the First Amendment in their uh, quest to create free speech zones outside of where the president speaks. I mean, essentially, right. the, the government just basically is using the Constitution as toilet paper at this yeah. point. And they it's just a matter Miami. of time before they continue to whittle away at it, and, uh, and they're all gone. Yeah, they did that in Miami a couple of years ago. Any other thoughts for us, Terry? No, I really think you got a great show. And Thanks. We'll be on every weekend there on FTL. Thanks. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Ray in the Give Me Liberty Bar in Second Life. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hello, Ian. Um, hi, Mark. Hey. Yeah, this is Ray from the Give Me Liberty Bar. It is. What's um, on your mind? Well, I, you made an interesting uh, observation. I guess it was kind of a rhetorical question earlier when you asked um, one of the callers, if they would, or uh, if they would have a, put a sign in front of their house that said, "I don't have a gun in this house." Indeed. And I, I thought that was a very um, funny, but also very important point. And I was actually thinking maybe you could do a little experiment with that. And um, why don't you offer in your uh, in your store on uh, freetalklive.com some of those signs and <laughs> Sign. see how many, uh, you sell. Put your money where your mouth is, that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for the and, suggestion, Ray. You know, for you as well at uh, in Second Life and and do um you know and do the same thing. Excellent. Link I encourage here. everybody to I encourage everybody who's got uh, internet access to visit you guys over at the Give Me Liberty Bar. Thanks for the call at GiveMeLiberty.com. We're coming back with more. You know, we've gotten all kinds of supportive calls and only one dissenter. If you are for gun control, call in 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show. 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the Packet 8 toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 is the number. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where everything is free. That includes the listener map. Over 1,700 of our listeners from around the world have added themselves to said listener map, and you can do so as well. Head over to map.freetalklive.com, or you can just surf around and see who else listens to the show. Map. .freetalklive.com, just another free feature at freetalklive.com. Is there a little person that's important to you this Christmas? Give them financial literacy for Christmas. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. It's a great stocking stuffer and will be shipped to you by Christmas. Check out A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. The calls continue to roll in on the gun control issue. Actually, we're not really necessarily talking about gun control specifically, but what started it all was a uh, federal case. It's getting to the federal level. I, I, it's so weird. I guess it's federal if it's happening in D.C. I guess everything that happens in D.C. is right. federal. It's federal court. So it's federal court. It's an appeals court that's deciding the meaning of the Second Amendment. They are dis- going to be deciding as to whether or not individuals in America can bear arms. This is going to be a critical case. And it's a critical juncture in time as well as the government continues to grow beyond uh, just unimaginable bounds as it continues to encroach on our lives, as it continues to spend more and more money and print more and more money, as you mentioned uh, a little while ago, thereby causing inflation, the most insidious form of tax. As the government gets more out of control, now they're going to make it perhaps so that you can't own guns anymore. And so, the course, of course, the question I'd asked earlier, and it's still valid, is uh, if you are a gun owner and the state that you live in decided to ban all guns, what would you do about it? We've had one, we had one guy call in earlier who didn't really sound too sure. He never even considered the possibility. He thought that in a free country, he'd be free to bear arms for all eternity, but... Maybe that's not the case. Then we had another guy call in who uh, pointed out that he's ready to fight. He's ready to go down fighting. And, uh, you know, it's easy to say that, but it's another situation entirely when five police officers come to your door and you're the only guy in the house. 800-259-9231. Either way, it's something that people who do have guns are going to have to start thinking about. And if you are an anti-gun person, you've been very underrepresented here tonight. There was one guy that called in earlier and he kind of ran away off the phone line. Because uh, he c- couldn't uh, hack our logic. 800-259-9231 if you are a gun controller and you want to make a case. We'd love to hear from you. As we go to the phones to Andy in West Palm Beach listening on WFTL. Hello, Andy. Uh, this is Randy. Oh, well, hey, Randy. Sorry about that. You're on the air. What's on your mind? That's okay. You know, I think uh, it's probably pretty good that, um, you know, as a government, the government is uh, supposed to discern what's safe and what's not safe for the public. And I don't think it- that's good. Well, it is good because that's what the American uh, government's about. Because if the government, it, it was established what it is without getting into all of the uh, quotes that uh, the previous callers have done. Mm-hmm. And the government is making a determination, okay, this is not a safe situation for people to be running around with, uh, as referenced before, high-powered weapons. Well, does the Constitution say anything about safety in it? Well, it says uh, actually that there are 
uh, two references as far as uh, the general uh, welfare, Mark. You, you have a right to be safe in in your surroundings, correct? Um, I don't think so. I don't think you have the right to that. No. You don't think you have a right to that? No, it's not. That's not in the the Bill of Rights. That doesn't no. really. No, I mean well, that, that doesn't seem like a right. Well, look, I'm not I'm not calling in for constitutional reference or a Bill of Rights, but you know okay. it's been referenced in previous courts. And if you go yeah, into Google, well, let, me, let him make a second point. Okay. I want to hear what the second point is. So well, you said you fact, can't you you have a right to be safe. Okay, go ahead. You have a right to be safe. So if the government goes and determines that um okay, we have a problem in this particular area because of looting and things like this and you know, too many people might end up dead and we think that we should take your weapons away and this is why we're doing it. You're referencing uh New Orleans, Louisiana and you know, they go and they implement that, and you didn't uh, get specific as to, you know, okay, well, it's a 30-day um, time period. In the they didn't get specific weapons. either. They just came and Hold took, on. took I people's wanna, guns. Do you think that the gover- the people that work in the government uh, that make these decisions, do you think they're smarter than you are? Well, actually, they aren't, because what's occurred... You're right. They they're not. So why should they decide whether you can protect yourself or not? How do they get to sit up there like little gods in Washington, D.C. and decide, well, down there they'll be taking their guns away because we think it's not safe? Apparently, okay, well, you think these people are God. Okay, well, no, I don't think they're God, okay? I happen to be a homeless person. I live in a uh, SUV. Mm-hmm. The license plate on my you SUV got a home happens then? to be arms dealer, A-R-M-Z-D-L-R. Uh-huh. And I have been approached on numerous occasions by five or six police officers in the middle of the night when I'm not creating any problems or anything. I have no weapons on me, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. I've had dudes pull tasers out on me and stuff like that, okay? They they go ballistic, and they're, they're, they're paranoid individuals that have done this to me. But when you're looking at an overall area, okay, that's been um, totally ravaged by um, a storm, that is equivalent to uh, hydrogen bombs being dropped all over them, okay? And the government says, okay, we have a problem, and we don't want we don't want looting, and we don't want the people being murdered that are looted. Okay, well, actually, they're not murdered, but, you know, we don't want them being killed, okay, because mm-hmm. this is going to bring bad press. So because so, they could have bad, bad press, they get to take my guns away? Is that God, what we wouldn't want bad press if I end up dead. Now, hold on a second. I want to jump back to uh, an allegation you made here a moment ago, and that was that you said that there's a right to be safe. Now, if there's a right to be safe, um, doesn't that mean that if I have a right to be safe that I can force people to protect me? Isn't that essentially what a right is? Because if I have a right to be safe and I'm in danger, then somebody should come along and save me, right? Because I have a right to be safe at the behest of somebody else, correct? Well, that certainly is correct. And, and That's absurd, in, um, man. Yeah. Oh, so, so that means I'm your slave. I have to come out and save you if you're unsafe. No, no, That's no, no, ridiculous. No. Wait, wait, wait. Let, you know, I understand you're, you, you're a talk show person, okay? And you, your uh, whole format is to create excitement. And it's not that you're a slave, okay? Anybody that's a public servant... Okay, the way that I look at it, if you're a law enforcement officer, if you're a National Guard person, or if you're the president of the country, you are the slave to the people. But if they've gone and they've made that determination, okay, that we can't have this, or maybe some of our own... So the slaves are making determinations? Wait, wait. Right, hold, the slaves are making determinations? Wait a minute. Now, I have to pay the slaves' wages in the forms of taxes. Who's the slave? If I have to pay their wages or I go to jail, who's the slave? Well, you know... 
when you go and you put a politician in jail or you put a law enforcement in jail, and going back to your reference of um, security and slavery and protecting the person, yes, I've used that in the past because of those sort of uh, occurrences, and they do come... You know, I don't even have, have any idea what you're babbling about. You're, you're, can you rambling answer, on. I'm can sorry. You, can you answer his question? It's very simple. Right. If, time, I've got, Mark. if I've got to pay your wages or I go to jail, who is the slave? You as in the politicians right. and police. If I have police. to pay for these, co- um, these, these public servants, quote unquote, these slaves of ours, if I have to pay them or I go to jail, who's the slave? Well... You're, you're not a slave if you go to jail paying taxes because the person is gone and uh, imp- done Ooh, something I think it went over his head, contrary Mark. Contrary to the Constitution. Okay, and if I've got to do something right because you tell me I've got to do it, I'm your slave. Yeah, you have to do it. Yeah. Because you're the slave. Because you said so. Thanks for the call, Randy. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. No, it's not because he said so. It's because so many like him have said so. I deserve to be safe. You, know, you don't deserve to be safe. You deserve to be able to bear arms in order to make yourself safe. You know what I'd like to see happen? Let's have a law passed, Mark, that makes it so whenever you address a bureaucrat or a police officer or an elected politician, that you must address them as massa. <laughs> right. I'd like to have that law passed because that because then it'll make it clear to everybody because yeah. how we are slaves. I've got to pay those taxes that pay their wages, and if I don't, I go to jail. That that makes them my massa. Let's go to uh, actually Tom in the United Kingdom wants to talk about knife amnesty because remember we've talked about this in the past. In the United Kingdom, they've already banned handguns. Now they're working on knives. Seriously, we'll come back and talk to you. Sharp sticks coming up. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Damien in Texas. Dave in Florida. Also on hold. We will get to your calls if you're patient. This is your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the packet8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You like what we're doing here on the show? Well, then you should buy some stuff. Amazon.freetalklive.com is the place to go and shop. And it is the holiday season, so people are bustling about and going from place to place, buying things for people, gift-wrapping them and putting them under trees and uh, exchanges and office parties and that sort of thing. But why bother? Why bother going through all that hassle when you could just go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get all of your holiday shopping done? Yep. In fact, you get all your personal shopping done, everything that you need for you, because there's, you know, Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer with 35 categories of products. Everything from the stuff for your bathroom cabinet to electronics to furniture. Books. Books. Lots of books. DVDs, of course, what they were n- known for originally. Um, a- accessories, baby stuff, sporting goods, it's all there. And if you don't know what to get people, of course, you've got the Amazon gift certificates as well. Head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com because when you make a purchase at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, FreeTalkLive gets a percentage. So once again, that's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com as we continue with the phone calls here on uh, guns and knives and banning them. And uh, this is Free Talk Live. Let's talk to Tom in the United Kingdom. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Tom. What's on your mind? Um... I just wanted to talk to you about um, the National Knife Amnesty in Britain um, and what a stunning success it's been. Um, This year in May and June, the police put on a a knife amnesty all across Britain 
Um, they claim to have collected um, over 100,000 knives. Now, Knife Amnesty, um, just so, because uh, we talked about it when it happened, but people might not know what's going on. Knife Amnesty is where the police are, like they do with gun confiscations here in, in America, or gun turn-ins. So they had sort of like this knife turn-in, or knife amnesty, where they said to all the British citizens, come on, turn your knives in, no questions asked, right? That's basically what they yeah, did. They, they, they set up bins in the street where you can put them in, these secure bins, and then you can hand them in at police stations, no questions asked. What were the parameters on the knives they were collecting? I mean, were they taking in butcher's knives, or, uh, I mean, can you still cook oh, in your kitchen? Uh, anything from a pen knife through to a you know, machete. Or how do you, is, how yeah, do you every... chop celery without a knife? I mean, how do you cook without knives? So what are they, were they seriously wanting people to turn in every knife they had, or what? Well, I'm not totally sure. I mean, the only knife, you know, the only life I've ever taken with a knife is um, a chicken breast fillet. But um, <laughs> it's, it, it could possibly help me if somebody, you know, tried to attack me on a bus or something. But sure. They after the amnesty was complete, the head of the Association of Chief Police Officers came out and said. Every knife that is taken off our streets is one that cannot be used to kill, maim, or intimidate. The amnesty is certainly a step in the right direction, and I hope it will prove to be a catalyst in changing the culture of routine knife possession, minimizing the opportunity for the serious harm that can follow from the violent use of a knife. Yes, because all of the, uh, what are, the are they called yobs over there? Is that what they're called? Yep, or chavs. Or, yeah. Chavs, all the chavs and yobs, uh, because they all went and turned in their knives, right? Um. Well, no. Uh, <laughs> so, of course they didn't. So it's just like with the gun turn-ins. The criminals keep the guns, the criminals keep the knives, and all the good law-abiding citizens go and hand them over. Can you well, believe this? I mean, I, it's just amazing. I, I, what's really amazing is that um, the BBC had a report the other day, which I saw on the news, and it's on their website as well. Uh, you can watch the video. It's, um, they obtained, using the Freedom of Information Act, a private report which is circulated among the Metropolitan Police, which is the police division in London, mm -hmm. um, which basically looked at the statistics. Um, and London actually had a slightly longer knife amnesty than the rest of the country. Okay. Um, and they said that um, there was a very small reduction in knife-related crimes during the operation. But within weeks of it ending, the numbers returned to previous levels. Of course. Um, it's basically the Metropolitan Police realized that night amnesties don't do anything at all. What a shock. Um, <laughs> and um, yet I still see whenever I, um, I travel up to London three times a week, mute, and um, the uh, station I go through has a massive great big poster advertising the um, local borough has a um, nice handing program. And they have a massive great big poster which says, Knives take lives. <laughs> it rhymes and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Tom. Yeah, and, and what was really cool about it is that they, they got a local school child to design the poster. And, oh, um, it's the so letters, sweet. But the letters that make up the Knives Take Lives are actually made up of knives. Of knives. And oh, S, boy. Isn't that and, great? And the S in lives is a pen knife. <laughs> Amazing. Tom, thanks for the update across the pond. We appreciate it, sir. 800-259-9231. Knives Take Lives. Turn them in today.
Yeah, it seems ridiculous to me. I mean, if if you really want a knife, for real. I mean, they they must be selling steak knives and cooking knives. You can yeah. just if you want a really nice, big, sharp knife, you can just you know go to the local culinary store and buy yourself a big old steak knife. Right. Well, the intention somebody. the intention is are they going to have waiting periods on uh, steak knives? From the, here in, on out? the intention of the knife amnesty, so called, in the United Kingdom was that well, since they banned since they banned guns. People have been arming themselves with knives in the streets because there's a bunch of punks around there, the yobs or the chavs, who uh, will, you know, cause a bit of trouble, roust it up a bit, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, so people carrying knives in order to sp- uh, protect themselves from these individuals, and the government wants to put a stop to that now. Because, oh, well, the excuse is if you have a knife on you, Mark, and you're not properly trained, then you might have the knife stolen from you by the, uh, by the offending individual and have it turned around and used on you. Well, um, if the, it's a possibility. I but, suppose it is, but our, the the offending individual must then not have a knife, right, in order to take my knife away. Because if yeah. he had a knife and I didn't have a knife, how much better off would I be not having had it? You know, I mean, not having had a. If he had a knife and I had a knife, and he took mine away, well, so what? He had a knife already. I want to hear from somebody tonight who is an advocate of a knife ban. I mean, we've got we've heard of gun control people here in the United States. Who can take up the cause of a knife ban? Yeah, that's the next step after they, yep. after, we, after they take all the guns away. Not next that they to, have all the guns. Then they're going to go for Britain. rocks. After knives, it'll be rocks. Turn them in. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Bob in Miami, listening on WFTL. Hello, Bob. Yes, I, I find, I'm a first-time listener and first-time caller. But well, that's because it's the first time we've been on WFTL, Bob. It's, uh, but it's very, very refreshing. Thank you, sir. We're going to be uh, on there every single Saturday night from 7 to 9 o'clock on WFTL, so tune in again. Very good. But anyway, the point I was going to make, you know, a lot of people have to look at the Founding Fathers and the promises they made to the people. And if you read the Federalist Papers, you'll understand that James Madison, he was a political scientist, he was not a lawyer. He stated very plainly in the Federalist Paper in 46 and 47, he said, if the effective control of all three separate branches of government get under the same hands control, then we will have tyranny. Mm-hmm. and oppression, and there will be nothing in the system to correct the problem. In other words, you couldn't go to the Nazi party and say you're killing Jews, that was their purpose. You wouldn't go to the slave owners and say you're abusing slaves, that's your purpose. You mm-hmm. wouldn't go to the Ku Klux Klan and say you're abusing blacks, that's your purpose. Nor would you go to our corrupt legal system and say we're getting abused in this system, because that's your purpose. The lawyers in this country have taken over single same-hands control of all three separate branches of government. Yep. In other words, we have lawyer legislators making the laws, and you've got lawyer judges adjudicating the laws, and then you've got lawyer process enforcement laws. That's I mean, true. Lord Acton said power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Would you say I, it's I'm time re- for a change here in the United States? Well, I mean, I wasn't think, it Jefferson I, that called for a revolution every 20 years? Right. Well, I, th- I think we could avoid the, uh, a revolution by just getting people educated. You know, they say an educated consumer is your best customer. And in the state of California, there was a Dr. Thomas Sewell out there. They proposed a law to make it mandatory reading for all the students to read the Federalist Papers. However... If you read the original Federalist Papers, they are kind of difficult to read, and sure. a lot of our students really can't read. As a matter of fact, a lot of your lawyers and judges in this country have never read the Federalist Papers. They glanced over them, or they speed read them, but they don't really understand separation. So you, wait, 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 hold on. Point of information. You're talking about law students reading the Federal Papers or all yes, students? They have never read them. Yeah, I've talked to so many of them, and I've talked to even judges. Sure. My, my, as a matter of fact, my attorney used to be the Chief Justice in the Florida Supreme Court. And I asked him, I said, you read them? He said, I glanced over them, but he said, nobody really reads them in law school because they're too difficult. But if there's a new book out there, it's called The Federalist Papers in Modern Language. It's indexed for today's political issues. It's edited by Mary E. Webster, the Webster Dictionary family. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And the book is made at, uh, probably at a grade 11 reading level. 
If you read that book, and especially Federalist Paper number 46 and 47, it explains separation of powers and checks and balances, which we don't have in our government today. No, not anymore. And I'm hoping that if you ever have a chance, we have websites that, as a matter of fact, some of the universities are, are teaching our websites. One is called constitutionalguardian.com, and the other website is called judicialaccountability.org. Well, you know, I, I... Lawyers in, in, in Florida here, they want even a abolish their own bar association. They're so upset about the corruption in the system. Wow. We had, a, we had a raid in our courthouse a few years back. It was called Operation Courtroom, and the federal government came down, and they arrested five judges and about 45 lawyers. Right, they got five of them. They had taken $300,000 right. worth of marked money kickback. We're going to need a little more than five of them to get taken down. Thank you for the call, Bob. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. If you're on hold, we will get to you in hour number three. Uh, if you are losing us here and switching to different programming, get us online at freetalklive.com because hour three is coming up. This is your show, Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition, and we're kicking off hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And, of course, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com, the place to go. All kinds of great stuff there, and it's all totally free. That is freetalklive.com. Dot com. We're going to continue here with the phone calls rolling over from uh, from the second hour of the program. We've been talking about guns all night, gun confiscations, uh, as it as has happened right here in the so-called land of the free during uh, the Hurricane Katrina aftermath in New Orleans, or I guess the aftermath of the uh, Army Corps of Engineers. Uh, dams that right. broke. You know, it, what people fail to understand in the, with the Katrina disaster is it wasn't a hurricane that wiped out New Orleans. It was a flood. And the flood came because, well, A, um, the government was uh, put up these uh, dams and the government was charged with maintaining these dams. And for some reason, it seemed like a good idea for people to build 10 feet below <laughs> sea level. You know, I mean, it, it, it makes no sense at all if it wasn't for this relying on government. Um, you know, there wouldn't be a city there much of anything. Well, It'd we be the French a... Quarter, and that's about it. Well, now, the guy last hour said, Randy said that we should have the government to keep us safe. Apparently, they didn't do such a good job in uh, New Orleans, did right. they? Apparently, his rights were violated. The, the people, the rights of the people yeah, to be safe to be in New safe. Orleans were, were violated. <laughs> the, their right to live... Ten feet below sea level was violated. So we're talking about gun confiscation because there's a case in D.C. right now in front of an appeals court that's going to determine the meaning of the Second Amendment. It's going to determine as to whether or not the government thinks that individuals can and should be able to bear arms. That's why we're talking about it, because if it's happened in New Orleans under the pretenses of an emergency, if this court decides that, yes... Uh, only militias may bear arms, not individuals. Yes. And the only militias that can bear arms are known as the National Guard. No, right. no, not your little personal militia. Uh, so no more individuals bearing arms uh, if the states don't want it. What happens when the, your state decides to pass a law outlawing firearms? What do you do in that case? And, of course, throughout the two hours that we've been on the air, Mark, so far, entering hour number three that, uh, right now, we've only had essentially one dissenting call. And then there was that guy that was really confused, Randy, who Randy. sort of thought that... Uh, we have a right to be I'm safe. I'm a rambling homeless guy. Let's <laughs> Living in an SUV. He's not homeless. He's got an SUV. Yeah, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Dave in Boynton Beach listening, or was listening, on WFTL. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. 
Yes, listen, this is my first time listening, and I guess this is the first time you've been on the air? Uh, well, the first time on your station, yes. Okay. Well, it's great to hear you. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you're on the air, and I'm going to be listening to you every Saturday night. Super, do us a favor up. and uh, shoot a phone call to uh, the program director there at WFTL. It's uh, 850-WFTL. Um, that's their uh, call frequency. But eight eight five zero. That's uh, that's the station frequency, right? If they if you go to, I, oh, you know what? I don't have their website in front of right. me. But if you give their program director a call, his name's Ken. Tell him thank you for putting Free Talk Live on the air because we're going to be on there every single Saturday night from seven right. to nine. But you guys miss hour number three because of some crackpot that gets on the hey. air and starts uh, t- talking about how you can talk to dead people. So we got to get rid of that guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what's on your yeah. mind, Dave? Well, listen, uh, you asked a question earlier about what would we do if, if the government said that uh, we don't have the right to keep our firearms, and if somebody knocked on my door and tried to confiscate my firearms. Yeah. Well, number one, I would do the same thing as the militia did back on the, at Concord. And what's that? I would empty my gun. <laughs> and then peel it from my cold, dead fingers. It's a tough. It's a tough thing to say, isn't it? I mean, it's hard yes, to it imagine. Yes, it is. But you have to make a stand. Yes, and it's it's hard for Americans to imagine that their brothers and sisters, the, that is, people employed by police agencies and the National Guard, would ever foist such laws upon people. Would ever be out there enforcing them. It's hard to imagine that would be the case, but well, it is. People don't understand what has happened with the police force. They have lowered the standards, and they're hiring apes and goons. Yeah, in fact, there was a story recently um, from New London, Connecticut, which you may be familiar was the the location for the showdown on property rights last year with the uh, the Kilo versus New London decision. Their police department won't hire anybody who scores over 120 on an IQ test. Why do you think that is? You have to be an imbecile to be hired on the police force today. Yep. Well, it depends on the, um, the the police forces, but it you know most of them are that way. When I look at the um, some of the the experiments were done, which experiment was it that was on authority? Uh, let's see, the Milgram experiment. The Milgram experiment, where essentially men were taken from all different um, intelligence levels, all different income levels, and they were told to essentially shock a guy into learning things. This was done in the seventies, yeah, the early seventies, and you know the the fact is. Everybody is willing to submit themselves to authority. It's just amazing. Unless you think about it ahead of time, you're just going to do what the nice cop says. Well, you, you, that's correct. Yeah, unfortunately. You have to understand that that, that nice cop is nothing but a gorilla. He's and, an empty-headed moron. You know what I hope? hired and lowered the standards so that they could hire him. I wonder what would happen. For instance, I mean, we had uh, Ed call in earlier. He said he would fight back. You're saying you would fight back against people trying to take uh, take your guns. But I wonder what the cops' response to that would be. For instance, if the cops went down to somebody's house and the guy just opened fire on them because they were trying to take his firearms and killed a few cops, you know how cops normally are when a cop gets killed. They go crazy. Yeah. They go and, you know, it's an all-out manhunt hunt for the so-called, you know, cop killer. Yeah, it's over. But in the case of them mass confiscating firearms where they're they're actively violating the constitution, people are shooting uh, at the police, are the police going to galvanize and get even more angry against the little people? Are they going to um, start getting more um, violent and virulent towards individuals? Or are some police going to wake up and say, "Hey, wait a minute. I don't want to get killed over confiscating people's weapons." What do you think the police would do? Well, I think some of them would run. Because as they did in New Orleans, some of them just uh, left their posts. That's true. Yeah. So well, some of them I, went to Walmart, I, I, got TVs. Yeah. 
We love that. Part of the looters. Right, the video. We saw video footage of cops carrying stuff out of Walmart. It was amazing. Get that camera out of here. Carry on, citizen. Hey, Dave, thank you for the call. We really appreciate hearing from you, and uh, and keep your guns. We appreciate it. I certainly will. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. The Packet 8 toll-free lines to Damien in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Damien. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's on your mind? Oh, well, yeah, I definitely agree with the last caller. I mean, we definitely have a, a constitutional right, Second Amendment, to, uh, you know, bear arms, you know, because I, up until a couple of seconds ago, I didn't realize that um, they were having a, this case in Washington, D.C. that you guys mentioned talking about whether or not it's constitutionally valid to carry a firearm. And now what this is doing, basically, is it's uh, it's now that these guys are trying to one by one, take away our our constitutional rights to the yeah. point where we won't have a constitution, and then it will be replaced with a UN charter. That's certainly a possibility. I mean, even if it's replaced with nothing, uh, it's still a bad scene because they are absolutely whittling away at the Constitution bit by bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. And you know what they use as their excuse? We hear it all the time. Well, everything changed on 9-11. It wasn't about our safety. Yeah, we need the government to keep us safe like the TSA and stuff. How do you feel about them? Oh, well, oh, man, it's just, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure where this country is going to be in, in the next 10 years. Uh, hopefully, I mean, we can all get together and, and definitely do something about it. Well, that's it. what we're going to talk about here in a moment. We're going to talk about the Free State Project and how we can do something about it. And, Damien, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231, because it isn't too late. And that's why... Getting close. It's getting scary, for sure. But that's why you and I, Mark, have joined the Free State Project. And not only have we joined the Free State Project, we've also moved uh, to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And if you have yet to visit their website at freestateproject.org to learn what it's all about, you really owe it to yourself, and especially to check out the first 1,000 pledge. In essence, the movement is to get uh, 20,000 activists, liberty-minded activists, to move to the same state, in this case, New Hampshire was chosen, in order to be activists for liberty and to get back liberty in our lifetimes, to actually have a shot at living free once again in America, the purported land of the free. And there's more details at free, uh, freestateproject.org. Plus, you should learn about the uh, New Hampshire Liberty Forum, Attaining Economic and Personal Freedoms in America's Free Estate. This three-day event, February 23rd through the 25th, will be held convention-style in historic Concord, with some of the program taking place in the State House. Register now and learn more at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Some of the things you're going to be seeing at the Liberty Forum, if you attend, is you're going to see some real... Uh, activists who are on the ground doing things for liberty in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. It's already happening. The movement is afoot, and we'd love for you to be a part of it. That is, if you believe in liberty for all. Because if you're somebody who believes in liberty, but a few exceptions where you want big government, mm, you have some more thinking to do. More's on the way. This is your show, Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where everything is completely free, and that does include updates. You get signed up for the updates, and we'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce at updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That is updates. DonFreeTalkLive.com as we return to the phones. To the fun, Stephen in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Stephen. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, first of all, congratulations with the uh, new affiliate. Thanks. Down south. But um, 
I was just wondering, uh, I'm a Free State Project member, and uh, I was wondering if you guys know um, if if you get a DUI in New Hampshire, do they confiscate handguns? It's an excellent question. I mean, you I mean if, think not. If you mean if there's a gun in the car, or no, if you even just a owner of a handgun. Do they uh, do that in New, in New York? York no, a, D, yeah, a DUI isn't. Um, no, I, I can I can tell you that from what I've looked into in this particular area, the only people that can't carry guns in New Hampshire are convicted felons. A DUI is not a felony, unless you really really hurt somebody. Um, right, right. So, do they confiscate them in New York because it's a felony, or just because it's uh, DUI and we don't want alcoholics having firearms? I believe it's just DUI, and it's just a link that they put. You know, who knows how they come up with these? You know, links, uh, but. Uh, Right, so you, because you because you you know had a few too many beers and uh, happened right. to get in your car, all of a sudden now you're completely incapable of handling your gun whenever you're not drunk. Well, it's not that that, could, that might not even be the case. I, I got a DUI just because I refused a breathalyzer. Oh man! In the state of, in New Jersey, which has reciprocity in New York. <laughs> so all the more reason to get the hell out and come to New Hampshire as soon as possible, exactly. right? When are you when are you coming up, Stephen? As uh, soon as I can, but it won't be another for another year or two. All right, man. Well, we look forward but, to seeing uh, you. How about, have you signed the first 1,000? Uh, I I try. I was trying to figure out a way to do it. There still might be a way, but uh, coming a deadline's coming up, so I don't know. Yeah, it is. Definitely head over to freestateproject.org and get on that list. We look forward to seeing you sooner rather than later. Thanks for the call, man. 800-259-9231. All right. <sighs> Finally exhausted the calls in regards to this gun issue as we go to the airport where guns are a somewhat of an issue. Since September 11th, according to HomelandStupidity.us, the United States has seen a 17% decline in foreign visitors. That's a big number. 17% decline yeah, that's big. in foreign visitors since September 11th. That's 17% less people coming to the United States for whatever reason. Less tourism, mm-hmm. less Money. Right, and that's money coming into the United States in the form of tourism. Tourism's great for us. Well, the travel advocacy group says that the reason is, oh, now this is going to be a shocker, quote, a climate of fear and frustration that is turning away foreign business and leisure travelers from visiting the United States and damaging America's image abroad. Can you imagine, Mark? Can you imagine the gall of these international travelers coming here and getting offended at the fact that they're asked to bend over, drop their drawers, and spread their cheeks for the TSA? Who do these people think they are? They clearly, they don't love freedom. That's obviously the problem. You mean the TSA doesn't? No, no, the foreign visitors. I see. You're being... How else could we possibly have freedom And if we didn't? You know, shake everybody down and take away their water bottles right. at the uh, at the airport. And uh, I'm sure there's a few TSA cheerleaders out there going, "Yeah, TSA!" Well, thanks a lot, TSA. You're screwing our international uh, t- tourism, right. bringing down the economy right now when we don't need that happening. The Discover America. But they don't care. They're just. You're right, bureaucrats. They don't care. We'll get to their response here in a moment. Uh, the Discover America. See, the government. The government exists. On our funds, our taxes, but mm-hmm. they could really care less wh- what we produce. It's all they're there, it seems like, with, all the, with their all the little rules and regulations on how you can do this and how you yep. can do that. They're really just there to get in the way of profits That's and true. making money. They're a parasite. 
the Discover America Partnership RT Strategies study of international travelers shows that foreign visitors to the United States worry more about customs officials at ports of entry than they do terrorism, but that tourists and business travelers who manage to run the gauntlet and visit the U.S. largely come away with a more favorable impression of the people and the country's policies. So if you let them come here and meet real Americans, not the ones running the TSA, real Americans, then they feel better about America. But you don't feel good about America when you're getting shaken down in the airports. Jeff Freeman, the executive director, says uh, this study should be a wake-up call for the U.S. government. Visiting the United States and interacting with the American people can have a powerful positive effect on how non-U.S. residents see our country. Unfortunately, perceptions of a rude and arrogant entry process are turning away travelers and harming America's image. Foreign travelers are in agreement. The U.S. entry process is unpredictable and unfriendly to foreign visitors. It is hurting America's image abroad and deterring many from visiting the United States, says one of the analysts. The group calls for minor changes it says would greatly improve worldwide perception of the U.S. and especially its foreign policy and diplomatic efforts worldwide. But the Department of Homeland Security, however, is not impressed with the report. A third of respondents said immigration officials were so abrasive that they do not plan to return. And similarly, I don't plan on taking an airplane trip unless I absolutely have to, and I can't even imagine how atrocious these people are when it comes to coming in from international countries. It's bad enough just being an American. Right. I'm, you know, I'm as lily-white as they come. Uh, my last name is, you know, very English, and I don't like the way I get treated when I go through an airport. More than half of respondents said they were concerned about a terrorist attack or crime and safety issues when they visited the United States. But even more, 70 percent said they were worried that, quote, legal and security issues and treatment of visitors would mar their stay. Now, in response to the criticisms from travelers, several airlines have approached the Homeland Security Department, the State Department and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce about providing hospitality training for federal security workers, said Freeman. Well, here's their response. A DHS spokes bureaucrat declined to say whether the carriers, the air carriers, had offered to provide the training or whether any agencies would accept it. He said, quote, the survey is flawed and self-serving, unquote, <laughs> says uh, this bureaucrat who will not be named. Oh, no, we wouldn't want anyone to come here, spend their money and come to understand and maybe even appreciate us. That would be flawed and self-serving. And it's not just the foreigners who get rough treatment from customs and border protection officials at ports of entry. Ordinary Americans like Gordon Johnson, age 77, Mark, of Bath, Ohio, do too. Mr. Johnson, probably a grandpa, returned from a trip to England earlier this month and was immediately put in a holding cell for no apparent reason. Quote, I'm on this list, you know, and therefore I really can't enter the United States. And at that <laughs> point, I got really scared, says Gordon. Finally, after about a half an hour, he was allowed to continue on his trip home, but encouraged not to travel overseas again. Can encouraged not to travel overseas. Can An American citizen. Yeah. Can you imagine that you just get a gentle encouragement right. from the TSA, your friendly TSA you know, bureaucrat? I'm sorry you're on this no-fly list, or at least your name matches somebody who's on the, the no-fly yeah. list. And because of this little bu bureaucratic error we have going, it'd be better if you just didn't travel overseas. Yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm no threat at all, complains the former high school teacher. I mean, it's ridiculous. I want people to know that surely, slowly but surely, many of our freedoms are being taken away. And yes, Mr. Johnson, you're absolutely right. But unfortunately, our freedoms are being taken away 
as people continue to consent to it. If Americans would just refuse all of this treatment at the hands of the government, we'd have a shot. We'd have a shot at uh, throwing their hands off of us. But because we continue to put up with it, they continue to take more steps to crack down on liberty. More's on the way. More about the TSA, in fact. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. You take control. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the Packet 8 toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, and that does include the bulletin board system. You'll find over 140,000 posts awaiting you, over 1,300 people interacting. It's a lot of fun. There's serious issues being discussed, as well as fun things, as well, um, all there at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is BBS dot freetalklive.com send a gift floral arrangement or centerpiece from 1-800-Flowers.com and you won't even break the bank this year they offer flowers and gifts from 1999 mention code FTL and you'll save 10% off your next order delivered same day any day call click or come in 1-800-Flowers.com your florist of choice for the holidays and every day it's 1-800-Flowers.com talking about the security situation here in the United States according to a recent study since 2001, since September 11th, international travelers have dropped off by 17%. That's a significant statistic. I love how the uh, TSA just says, this is a self-serving uh, survey. This doesn't make any sense. One in every, f- almost one in five international travelers have said, screw this, I'm going to the Bahamas. Right, why not? Because of this incredibly oppressive situation that we have at airports today. Because of the war on terrorism, we're going to keep the terrorists out. Well, right. you're keeping people out who want to come They're here. They're keeping out the, wa- the water bottles. Yeah, you're keeping people out who want to come here to have fun, to enjoy their vacation, to do a little business travel. You're keeping them out, too. And that's going to hurt American businesses in the long run. Hello? But then again, why would the government care about that? As you pointed out, Mark, they don't have any incentive to give a flip. No, why should they care? They're going to they get their business. paychecks either way. Let's go to the phones and talk to Ferb in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ina Mark. Hey, Ferb. I'm doing well. How are you, gentlemen? Good. What's Good. on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to talk about the TSA's testing of backscatter x-rays. Oh, you read yeah. about that? Yeah, actually, we were going to get into that. What did you have to say about it? Yeah, I just think it's like, why would anybody want to have a bunch of dudes sitting in the airport looking at your naked body. I don't really care about that. Me. I mean, I'm not uh, I'm not too modest. I, do. I don't really care if they're looking at my naked body, but what I care about is being subjected to x-rays. That's not yeah, safe. That's, that's not healthy. Point. No, that's not healthy. There's a reason why your dentist only x-rays your mouth once every year and a half or something like that. It's because regular x-rays are dangerous right, to your not health. Good for you. Yeah, like Madame Curie would point out if she were alive today, you know, X-rays are dangerous. Indeed they are. So are you you traveling less as a result of uh, these new regulations? I generally think that uh, general aviation is the way to go if you need to fly. What's that mean? Like flying in a a propeller jet or something? Flying in a prop plane or someone who's got a general aviation license, somebody who 
a charter plane, something other than going through a big, huge airport. Well, it is know, the way to fly if you got to spare three thousand bucks. I mean, they're not I mean, cheap. It's you know sixty nine bucks to fly on Southwest. Most places in the United States, uh, I, I you know a charter jet, even if you split it among your friends, is still going to be a grand a piece. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I generally nice. don't. Dri- I don't fly anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for good reason. Ferb, any other thoughts for us? Like Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Since he brought it up, in fact, I was going to go here anyway. Becky Akers at LouRockwell.com talking about this backscatter stuff, these x-rays. She says, in its tireless efforts to molest passengers, the TSA, (laughs) Transportation Security Administration, is photographing them at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, naked. The TSA is about the baddest, bawdiest bureaucracy to ever curse a country. But geez, even they must have needed help on this one. I figure they went to Larry Flint at Hustler Magazine for advice. Only a pornographer of his unsavory talents could have dreamed up such wickedness. Tell Americans that merely groping us is no longer enough protection from the terrorists thronging our airports. Now we must pose for dirty pictures, too. I don't think she's being fair to Larry, uh, Larry Flint. No, he, I think she's not. He stood up for, uh, for free freedom of speech. As far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, he, he deserves some applause for that. Anyway, and so the TSA has installed backscatter X-ray equipment in Phoenix. Now, these contraptions penetrate clothing to show the flesh beneath. Victims don't strip. The rays do it for them. Screenings, uh, screeners leering at the monitor see only our birthday suits and, of course, the guns and knives that so many of us tape to our thighs. The TSA claims its debauchery at Sky Harbor is only a test, but because, quote, the machines have the potential to speed up the security process, unquote, they are, quote, likely future replacements for the metal detectors now in use at other airports. So they're already planning on expanding the use of these x-ray machines. I'm sure they are. That's all the excuse the TSA wants to plant the gizmos everywhere. A national, uh, nationwide peep show. Uh, so, the TSA certainly dreams big. It's already scheming to move its smutty technology beyond airports. Consumer Affairs reports that, quote, backscatter machines are also being considered for big city train and subway stations. Why? Undoubtedly for the same reason that the manufacturer, AS&E, American Science and Engineering, sells its device to the creeps at customs to search for drugs. Apparently, our rulers have confused us with AS&E's other clients. Smart check personnel scanners are in use, for instance, at maximum security prisons to screen inmates and visitors for threats and contraband. Hmm. So now they're taking the same technology from prisons and putting it in airports and maybe even big city train and subway stations. Maybe uh, uh, the prison planet people are right, Mark. I mean... We live in a, a gigantic prison now known as the United States of America. They don't want you to leave. Um, they want us to be able to search you anytime they want. I, this is crazy. And she says the police state scores again. Like a dirty old man who can't decide when to pounce, the TSA has dithered about dosing us with backscatter x-rays for years. But a media as sympathetic as it is gullible reports that the bureaucrats, quote, struggled with privacy issues. Hard to believe that an agency that enthusiastically paused new mothers would balk at forcing passengers to pose in the raw. Then, too, its head honcho growled in April 2005 that there shouldn't be a, quote, endless debate, unquote, over privacy. Apparently, the only struggle confronting the TSA was coaxing passengers to accept this newest assault on their privacy. USA Today assures us that, quote, the machines will be used only on travelers who require extra screening beyond a metal detector. 
Oh, the subtleties of mainstream bias. You poor slobs who are hauled aside for secondary screening, whose belongings are rifled while a uniformed goon violates your body. It's your own fault. You require it, even though the TSA admits that, quote, passengers are selected for secondary screening. If you've ever gotten the SSSS on your airplane ticket, that means that you've been randomly, or maybe not so randomly, chosen for secondary screening. Screening. Well, uh, but whether requiring or selected, passengers now have a choice. Yes, according to the TSA, the backscatter machine is a voluntary option for passengers undergoing secondary screening as an alternative to the physical pat-down procedures currently conducted by transportation security officers at the security screening So you can either be groped or irradiated. That's your choice. Yeah, it's your choice. Voluntary, Mark. 1-800-259-9231, or as the USA Today chirps, those passengers will be offered the option of being photographed from the front and back by the backscatter machine or by undergoing the customary pat-down by a screener. Customary, huh? So that's what we call warrantless searches of citizens who have committed no crime. It's customary now in the United States. You can either be sexually assaulted or photographed naked. It's your choice. Thanks, Leviathan. We can't blame Larry Flint for this. Even he understands that forcing folks to follow artificial, arbitrary regulations, regardless of whether they can select which regulations they'll follow, is as anti-choice as it gets. The sluts adorning hustlers' pages are there because they want to be, not because they went to an airport to catch a flight and were instead pushed into a personnel scanner under the penalty of arrest. So, you've got these backscatter machines being tested down at the Phoenix airport, and they're saying right now that, oh, it's a voluntary choice. You can choose to be patted down or go through this machine, but how long is it going to be before these machines are at every airport and the choice is no longer voluntary? That's not too many steps from now, is it? You know, what this reminds me of with this backscatter machine looking through the clothing and stuff like that is the uh, Swedish border guards that were caught a couple of uh, weeks ago with a, you know, list of uh, pictures of uh, beautiful women that had gone through their uh, particular area. I wonder if the TSA agents there are going to keep pictures that they like. Oh, they address that coming up here. 800-259-9231. What do you think the official answer on that one is? Well, these pictures won't be saved. More is on the way. You take control. Even these remaining moments, it is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain, and this is the live Saturday edition. Still just enough time for your call if you make it now. one 800 259-9231. Are you sick and tired of the TSA? Or do you just think they're the best agency ever created? Are you just so happy with the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, and all of their silly little rules that people have to go through? 1-800-259-9231. Because now they're introducing the backscatter technology at a Phoenix airport, which is an x-ray. It's a device that you walk through And it shoots you with x-rays, dangerous x-rays, and essentially uh, gives the TSA screener a full-body picture of you. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's like Superman, you know, he can see through the clothes and stuff. Well, so can their x-ray vision. Right, so so can the TSA now. And that's happening in Phoenix. Now they're testing the technology out, and you can better believe they have the intention to distribute this amongst all the airports. And then soon, it's not going to be a voluntary choice anymore. Soon, right now, if you're getting the secondary screening, they're going to let you choose. Well, mister, would you like to walk through our neat little x-ray machine, or should I give you a pat down? Mm -hmm. But eventually, 
what if they take away the choice? Right. You know, today we get the choice, but why would they? We, we, I don't get the choice as to whether or not they started the secondary screening thing. You know what? You know what it's going to take, Mark. What they're going to do is they're going to bring this out and they're they're going to bring it to some more airports, and it'll still be a voluntary option. And then someone will walk through with a knife. Or someone will walk through with a gun or something like that. Something's going to get caught by the x-ray machine. And then they're going to say, oh my gosh, what if he had slipped through? What if this had slipped through the regular line? What if the secondary screening hadn't caught this and this guy had gotten on an airplane? You know what? We need to have this x-ray for every passenger. This secondary screening is nonsense, though. I mean, the the government does tests on itself and the TSA misses 75. That's why we need the x-ray machine. You see, they're going to do a test. This TSA pat-down guys are going to continue to be miserable, as they always are, because as you're pointing out, the TSA can't find items very often, even when they're tested by their own people, they can't find the items. So they're going to use the TSA's incompetence to say, oh, it's clear that these TSA agents just aren't doing their right. jobs. We they're need machines. For us. We need more machines, more x-rays. We're going to just mandate now that every person walking onto an aer- airplane, every person going through security screenings, have the x-ray device used on them. And what will Americans do then? Will Americans stand up and say, this is the last straw. You've pushed it too far, TSA. We're standing up against your tyranny. Or will Americans say, okay, well, if you say it's for our security, I'll just do whatever you want me to. What do you think is going to happen, Mark? Which of those two choices is the more likely outcome? You know... I, what, what's the evidence that uh, Americans stand up to the government on anything? There are no, There is no evidence. I mean, they just don't. So we continue, because you asked the question, Mark, well, what about the TSA taking photos of, say, maybe, a, maybe an attractive young lady walks through the x-ray machine, and you can see their nakedness, essentially. I mean, it's an x-ray version of nakedness, but you can still see it. It'll do. Uh, and you say that some people in Sweden, some security officers, what was it in some it, other it was, I believe it was Sweden, and they were uh, border security guys, and I think they were hired. They had a separate company that does this. So they weren't actually bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, see, bureaucrats aren't interested in sexy things. Yeah, sure. Um, they just they you know had pictures of all the attractive gals who came through with little comments scribbled in the uh, you know in their book, and they had a big book of this. Wow! And the book got found. Well, Becky Akers addresses that. What happens when our uh, to our pictures when the TSA is done with them? Has uh, <clears throat> Uh, the TSA's website alleges that the photos are deliberately blurred in a high-tech version of the fig leaf and that they are, quote, erased from the screen as soon as the prey clears security. Furthermore, quote, the capability of printing, storing, or transmitting the image is not available to the transportation security officer. So you've been assured now, Mark, the TSA is telling you that everything is fine. Don't you worry about it. Not that I was concerned anyway. I could care less if the TSA sees me naked. Whoop-de-doo. I mean, that's not my issue, though I'm sure for a lot of people it is. Sure it is. But I, uh, And I'm sure a number of people would be pretty outraged by the idea that a TSA agent is collecting pictures of their customers. Kind of a spooky idea. She says, yeah, right, these are the liars who insisted that Rigoberto Alpazar hold, uh, hollered about a bomb before air marshals killed him last year, contradicting other passengers' testimony. Remember that guy? Yeah. Shot down by the uh, the air marshals? They're pedophiles and thieves, the TSA. The well, administration that... Cr- 
What do you say? What do you mean? Well, she links to two stories about Department of Homeland Security being pedophiles and thieves. All of them are pedophiles and doesn't thieves. doesn't matter. Some of them are. The administration that created their agency has lied about weapons of mass destruction, eavesdropping on us, torturing POWs, and just about everything else for the last six years. I trust that the TSA's denials that screeners can print, store, or transmit blurred pictures of naked passengers just about as much as I would trust Larry Flint's claims that he reads Playboy for the articles. From Becky Akers, LouRonkwell.com. Coming to an airport near you, the X-ray machine. What do you think about it? 800-259-9231. Let's go to George in... in oh, wait a minute. Ladies first. Sorry, George, you're going to have to hang on. Laura in Colorado Springs. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hello. How are you guys tonight? Great. Good. What's on your mind, Laura? Well, I heard you talking about the uh, situation with the gun control thing yeah. on, on the Internet here. And um, my dad, for 30 years, was... Um, ex-military special ops, and he told me that it was going to come down one of these days. And when it comes down, to get ready for it, and I'm ready. And You got uh, something buried in the backyard? No, better than that. I can't even tell you how it is, but you can bet right now they would never find it. Hmm. but uh, Or find them. But hmm. uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, the American people have got to wake up because this is the single largest armed encampment in the entire world. What is what is? There's this country. You mean armed encampment, as in the people are armed? Exactly. Yeah, this is the the single largest armed encampment in the world, and this is one of the only reasons why we have remained free up until That's the manipulation true. of the public started several decades ago. I I totally agree. Close, but now, while close. you're right that we are the largest armed encampment, we're also becoming an armed encampment of very docile creatures, Laura, and well, a lot and of that, Americans that are just... a mind control situation that has been uh, put upon the people through the public school system and so forth for many decades now. It's true. Kids like have been brainwashed. Be... They've been brainwashed into believing that the government's right, whatever the government does must be good, follow the government's orders, follow mommy government, and, and it's sad. It really is sad seeing Americans' love of liberty being just destroyed and decimated uh, by a by an obedience to the state. Your final thoughts? Absolutely. And you know, the, the thank God we've got free talk radio and and things like free talk that. live. Free talk live. <laughs> That's and we can turn people on to. You know, I work in the in the construction industry. I am all over two counties. I do fiber optics stuff. Excellent. And uh, you know, I tell all the contractors on a constant basis. I, I pass out CDs and DVDs. Well, that's fantastic. I give them and website information. Turn them on them... to freetalklive.com. And Laura, we're short on time, but thank you for the call. We appreciate it. We got to get to George in Indianapolis. Yeah. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, George. Yeah, let me tell you. You know, you guys, you, you just you blow me away. Uh, you'll you'll sit back and and with your corny friggin' false fox type news. Uh, this isn't a I news show, couple, George. I called you a couple of weeks ago about 9-11, uh-huh. and you, oh. both of you guys jumped all over me about the fact that you can't believe that our government could do such no, a no, thing. No, 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 uh, no, no, you misinterpreted. I, I, we spent I can't a good, believe that they do it competently. We spent a good ten minutes with you on this at least, if not more than that. Yeah, I don't care. You have to understand. Blind if you can't understand what engineers are saying now, and retired generals. Okay, George. Are here's you, my. We we're short on time. I just want to ask you one question about the 9/11 thing. Go ahead. If there's so many so-called experts that believe as you do, and that is the government blew up the buildings, why haven't the insurance companies denied the claims for the building owners? Why haven't they followed this path of uh, information that you're on and uh, and denied the claims? 
Well, you, you want an answer in what? Ten seconds? I can tell you. You've got all the answers. You've done the research. The history. What did Nero do? He fiddled while Rome burned. Who set fire to Rome? The insurance Nero. companies. companies? The insurance companies. Uh, this is a building that is insured to billions and billions of dollars. They would love to not pay out on that policy. Why is it that they paid out? It's far and above just a car accident, and that's all you can think about. That's where your mind is at. No, no, the reason it's on my mind is there is because the insurance companies have more of an interest than your engineer friends and your conspiracy theorist friends. They have a real interest in investigating this, sir. Is the Federal Reserve federal? Uh, No, it's not. Or does it just print money? What's the relevance of that question? No, no, it's not. It does print money. What's the relevance of that question to uh, your conspiracy theory? All right, because the world banks control this damn country. The world, in fact. Okay. So the world banks are in charge of all the insurance companies in the world, and that's why they paid the owners of the buildings. And okay, so they they control the media too. You know what? Why don't you go? We're out of here. Why don't you go shoot yourself, George? If uh, if the world is so hopeless, if everything is so pointless. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we're going to be back on Monday night. Between now and then, join us online at freetalklive.com and do enjoy your weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 